0: Hey there. Welcome to Business Breakthroughs. Thanks for joining us today. I'm your host, Neil Depentino. We've got a wonderful guest with us. I think you're going to really enjoy uh, our guest today. Uh, she is or is a uh, DEI executive coach, a certified coach, a certified mindful awareness teacher, a mentor, a public speaker, a storyteller. And if that's not enough, she's a CEO and COO of Humankind Business Leaders in Boulder, Colorado. From Boulder, welcome to our show, Beck Sidow. Hi, Mia. I said it right, didn't I?
1: Yeah, but we we didn't get pronouns right and that's okay. We'll just keep working through that. Hey, just just keep recording because I, I want listeners to hear when folks make a mistake it that's okay too, right? So Uh, Yeah, my pronouns are they, them, and uh, you did you
0: did great, you did great. Well, fantastic. Well, you know, look at if I didn't make mistakes, the show would be fifteen minutes long. Yeah, (laughs) so it would be pretty dry and not very. It would be really dry. Well, you know, we talk we didn't talk about this beforehand, but like uh, on our shows, we our podcasts, we really don't do a lot of hard edits because. You know, we do make mistakes and that's part of life and it's part of who we are and it's authentic and, you know, we can go back it'd take us days to try to fix mine. I'm going to tell you that right now. But uh, anyway, we didn't come to talk about that. We came to talk about you and what you do and what you (laughs) offer people. And first, before we get started, you're in Boulder, Colorado. I love that. I am. Yeah. I used to have an office in Boulder many years ago. I'm actually from Jeffco. uh, Not too far from you. And I live in the South now. So you guys have snow up there?
1: We had snow and like Boulder, it's kind of sort of gone and then it'll come back again. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, we were away on a trip uh, for the first snow, which was before Halloween, which was normal out here. But we had mm-hmm. a pretty nice uh, several days on and off snow uh, at the Thanksgiving holiday. So,
0: yeah. Well, you live in a wonderful city. I used to have an office there, and I my, had a big, ginormous picture window in front of my desk, and I could have you know a perfect view of Flat Irons. Mm. And oh, uh, unfortunately, because of that, I never got any work done. So they actually moved me out of that office into another office. That's <laughs> another story for another day. <laughs> Beck, we are here to talk about you and what you do, uh, what you do, and uh, and and so before we get started, and get into too much of the business part of it, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Yeah, I think let's start right where we were when you did the introduction. Um, and, you know, I have a lot of difference and I'm I'm really open to talking about it. This morning I was on LinkedIn and uh, some of my friends that are neurodiverse were talking about neurodiversity. I'm dyslexic, right? So um, I'm used to making mistakes and asking for grace. And uh, it's one of the ways that I give other people a lot of grace when they make mistakes. So yeah. Um, I've I've been in the business world for, gosh, getting near uh, four decades now, and I kind of date myself, and I've had a great opportunity to be in lots of different leadership roles. Uh, most recently, I was the CEO of a company here in Longmont that uh, was on a very fast, high-growth trajectory, uh, and we also cared a lot about our culture. Really successful company, and that took us to uh, a change in ownership and acquisition process that I led us through. And on the other side of that, I decided it, it's, uh, it's time to go do something different. I'd wanted to go out on my own for a long time. And here I am. I've, I've finally uh, put the pieces together to do that. And uh, in the early stages of starting Humankind Business Leaders, which is a business coaching and leadership coaching advisory uh, group. So uh, the main thing we do is we take uh, business acumen and we connect it to leadership capability. Um, And we put them together. That's how I work. We don't just talk about leadership and your style and capabilities there. We talk about what's going on in your business. And we start to look at the corollary things that are happening based on who you are as a leader, and what's going on in the business. Sometimes that's great stuff, right? Uh, Sometimes that's the places we need to make the most focus.
0: Right. Exactly. And I think, you know, uh, when you're dealing with with executives, uh, you know, I think a lot of executives have a big, big ego. I mean, almost have to to some extent in order to be a leader. It it seems like at least that's the stereotypical type leader. But really, some of the best leaders can be, you know, are leaders who can show that they're vulnerable and that, you know, they and it helps them to be better leaders and, and connect better with the people that work under them. Would you agree with that?
1: Oh, absolutely. And I think we know that, but we are we are coming to the realization and the reality of what we need to do to actually step more into that. So the ethos around humankind business leaders is people-hearted, business-minded. Um, and I don't just say that's a good idea. I'm saying we can do both and we have to do both. Really, our workforce is telling us you got to do better and we can. We can do better. Uh, So, the whole point around humankind business leaders is helping people see the intersectionality of most of us as business people have high business acumen, right? But you can't lead your business behind a spreadsheet. You got to go out and and be with your folks and understand what's going on. So, the way these two things complement each other is really what, what the new era of business is about. It's thriving on both sides. Uh, I also say often, you know, a good company to work for is a profitable company. And the reason for that is that's the lifeblood of a company, right? Mm -hmm. Even if you're in venture, like think about venture capital and what's gone on in just the last year in venture. They are leaning much more toward uh, the runway getting um, more profitable sooner rather than burning cash to see if they can lift before they run out of runway. I have a couple clients that are in the venture world and that has changed significantly, but we've known this for a long time. Uh, Peter Drucker, like folks that have been around a long time have been talking about the need for leaders to be more human. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think, and you know, you said you started out by saying, you know, most executives, founders, entrepreneurs, business owners, there's a certain amount of ego that goes into the personas mm-hmm. uh, of those types of folks. And I think we're starting to get the message that um, we, we've got to do the inside work and let that manifest in our businesses. Um, and that's that's some of the folks like me that are having more courage to say it's an inside out job, right? Uh, if you're not willing to do that work, then you're probably limiting how far you can take your organization. It's the difference between transactional framework and transformational framework, right? So mm-hmm. we're often really good at the transactional, like we've got business systems and processes, and you know we we have financial structure and strategy and all those things that are. Fairly transactional in nature, goals, KPIs, uh, OKRs, they're all, they're all good things. But the transformational part is the leadership capability of becoming more human uh, and doing the inner work that makes things become more transformational. Like I tell folks all the time, you can run your business well and be really successful, being really great at transactional uh, endeavor, right? In your business, plenty of people have done it but everything has changed. It's tilted, mm. right? COVID, COVID gave us a lot of things that have changed. And here's what, I, I was still a CEO when uh, COVID was very active, the, the whole period of COVID. And we were doing things in our business then that people had wanted forever, because we knew we had to, to keep our businesses open. We were more compassionate. We were more empathetic. Uh, we listened more. Uh, we knew that we had to keep our folks healthy. Mm -hmm. Fast forward, you know, two and a half, three years from the beginning. And we have gone back, right? We're we're starting to go back towards uh, managing behind a spreadsheet, uh, demanding more from people, um, you know, expecting more work, expecting all these cost-cutting initiatives, uh, the wake of layoffs in the tech and big tech ha- is also reshaping how the whole world, and especially here in the, in the U.S., how people think about their jobs, what they want and need from an employer. So it's like we knew it when uh, COVID was happening and we were doing those things. And then as we got further and further away from what we were doing at COVID, because we don't actually have to do that anymore. There's a way that I'm just saying we got We got to go back and think about what we were doing then um, and think about how we can bring some of that back into what we're doing to lead our companies now.
0: Mm -hmm. You know, it's interesting. Um, I can remember as you're talking, I can remember back when I was a young person. Um, I was in school with Abraham Lincoln. I said, Abe, you know, I'd really like to have a little balance in my life, (laughs) you know? Um, but you know, we didn't talk about things back then like that. It was like, you work, 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 work. You come home, you you go to bed, you start it all over the next day, you know, rinse and repeat over. And, but now, um, you know, and, and golly, I wish I would have been, you know, younger now, but now we do. We talk about things like balance. We talk about, um, you know, having a, a life outside of the workplace. And in order to do that, we have to have leaders that buy into that kind of thing. That's so, right. Is That's that right. some of the stuff that you teach executives and how to do that?
1: It, it is actually, um, really part of understanding what's going on for you is the signals that help you know how to lead better. Right. And I've been through my own process. I'll just, um, uh, tag where, you know, I got started in my career at UPS and are just like, just a little juxtapose, right? I worked at UPS for almost 20 years and we used to say, you bleed brown, right? Mm. You came early, you stayed late, you worked your ass off. Uh, Usually make good money doing it. um, But yeah, that, that just that way, like bleed brown, like what? I just, Mm. now I'm thinking, I used to brag about, oh yeah, I'm UPS, I bleed brown. I don't think we want any of our employees bleeding for us now, but we still actually see that happening. We actually expect so much more, right? And we don't employees are working because they're remote. They're working ten hours a day. They, you know, they'll get up early, do some things, take their kids to school, come back, work, 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 go pick the kids up, start making dinner, um, and then they work in the evening. So, We've actually set up a whole process where we we actually don't know how much people are working. Um, Mm -hmm. And leaders are still working harder and harder all the time. Senior leaders, they're, Mm -hmm. they're setting the example. So the first thing is I often will ask a leader, how many hours do you work? How many text messages are you sending early morning and into the evening? Uh, What is your pace as a leader? Because the way you set your own pace, is the model you're setting for your organization.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: The other thing around um, senior leaders is expectations are held very high. And I'm always interested to understand, how do you keep your word as a leader? When are you uh, getting your deliverables done without missing deadlines? Are you uh, constantly canceling meetings that you set or not showing up? Right. There's all of these behaviors that show up when we start to work together that gives us a signal of actually you're not respecting your own time. And that falls out to not respecting other people's time. Right. So Mm -hmm. uh, that's just a couple quick examples of just some of the basics around starting to work with. Um, a senior leader around what's going on for them and how's that showing up in your business. Mm-hmm. I, I'll just say, I love working with people that have never done coaching before the majority of my clients right now, I'm the first person they've done some coaching with. Um, so we we do some building some ground and getting to know each other. I just had a third meeting with a client yesterday. Nice. And I checked in and said, how is this for you? Right? Which is a question I ask leaders to ask their people all the time. It's like, and so he was talking about, well, you know, I'm asking lots of questions. He's pretty new to this organization. And I was, I asked him, what would it be like to not ask the question that you're asking most frequently, which is, you know, like, uh, what, when do you think the project uh, will be completed? What percent are you completed? I was like, what would mm-hmm. it be like for you not to ask that question? you know, he was like, oh man, I don't need that. I was like, let's practice there, right? Yeah. Not asking the obvious question. And can you work with your managers around the questions that need to be asked and coach them to ask better questions mm-hmm. so you can fall more silent and watch and observe what's going on as opposed to being the one that becomes the predictable senior leader that pelts people with the five questions you ask all the time and sets things up to not be innovative, creative, but just on this narrow path of, you know, these are the five questions we have this meeting every week and you know, the questions that are going to get asked. So people prepare for them. Um, That is not going to grow your company and is not going to grow you as a leader either. So you can see like the connection here. If you start changing some things about the way you lead subtle, small things you can set up some actually much bigger, uh, creative and innovative things in your organization. It doesn't always need to be like a full agile implementation or some other things that are also mm-hmm. really great. You've got to be looking here to see mm-hmm. what's actually happening. Most of us, most of us need a partner in that work. Uh, cause a lot of the ways we lead and manage are habituated. So mm-hmm. I'm suggesting, uh, and saying, we've got to get out of those habituated patterns that used to make us successful. Mm -hmm. Um, They aren't going to be the success equation for the workforce of today. Um, Just in that one example, people don't want to show up to a meeting that are bright and capable to hear someone ask the same two or three questions Mm -hmm. or show up prepared for them because they know what's going to happen. And then everybody's like, great, back to work. It's like, when is someone going to ask the better question when and when is someone going to say how is this project going for you like how is it really beyond all of these charts and graphs and you know on track or off track how is this for you which gets to asking someone a very different question so i guess i'll just say the, the last thing in the stream is we often um lead from the head up, right? We have a head up process about how we're engaging in our organizations. And we know there's a part of us that knows that's not the full picture. And that part of us that knows if we're reading and listening uh, in business circles, uh, if we're online in LinkedIn, and we're reading the latest books on leadership, we know that's not the full answer. Mm-hmm. But we can't break the habit. So that's where having someone to be a trusted advisor, um, someone that's been there, I've been there. I'm not the coach that's like, well, you know, I'm certified coach and I've read these books and I'm going to tell you these things I've learned. I use a lot of my own examples, places where Mm -hmm. I've gotten um, bound up by my own habits and the ways I've learned to untangle them. So we lead now from the need to show up uh, to have more, authenticity, empathy, compassion. I mean, all of these things that we talk about, right? Uh, we know now we've got to be able to do both. So, that's mm-hmm. really the ethos, where the ethos comes from of humankind business leaders, people hearted, business minded. And I we can do it. both, Neil. We can, can really do you. both. And it's there not that know. we can, we have to, we need to.
0: Well, it is, it's, it's something we should have been doing for a very long time, you know, but you know, it's just the, the old school mentality kind of kept us away from that. And it's nice that we have people like you that are actually, you know, working with business people, business executives, uh, you know, to help them discover, you know, this, I, I don't want to say it, I guess we would say a new way of doing business. It's the way we do business. We should be doing business now uh, and, and get out of their own way to some extent. You know, there's a saying that it's lonely at the top. And uh, and and that's where a coach comes in. You you said this that you know uh, or heard you say this that uh, you know some of these people they you know they just can't get out of their own way. Uh, they don't know that they need a coach. They never thought about having a coach. And all of a sudden, here comes Beck. You you come in with, <laughs> and I love what you said. Also, that you're uh, you're 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 coming to them with experience. And I mean, I, I talk about this all the time. I kind of joke around about it. But you know, you can go on the internet and you can find a million different ways to get rich while you're. Taking a nap, and but yep. I love working with people who have your kind of experience that have real life experience in business that you can share with others because we all make mistakes like I did at the very beginning uh, of our of our podcast. You know, we we do. We're we're human, and this is how That's you right. can help overcome those type of things. So, can you tell us maybe a little bit about your process? Do you have like maybe some examples you can provide in terms of people that you've worked with and what the you know how you worked with them and what the outcome was?
1: Yeah. So. Yes, I will. And this, this example is really one of how without someone, um, from the outside, not in your organization that you, um, really show up and talk about what's going on for you and what's going on in the organization, how helpful it can be. So I've been working with the CEO founder for a little over a year. We met last week and they start telling me about, um, Well, they've been telling me about a problem in the organization that stems um, more than a year, right? It's a blocker, it's a problem. Um, And they've been working on it, right? Um, Hired a very talented person to lead this part of the organization that did not work out. Uh, Now has people working in that part of the organization and the, the CEO is still very frustrated. So I know that. That comes up and then we pivot to a different topic And the CEO starts telling me about an opportunity like this really amazing opportunity in the business. And it's big, Neil. Like it would take a lot of effort, a lot of focus, a lot of time. Um, And I end up saying just this. So I'm having trouble understanding how you're going to be successful in this really good opportunity you're telling me about. And also continue to manage this part of the business that is, has not been going well. And you know, is a blocker to your growth, this opportunity will help your growth. But this opportunity is one inside that you haven't untangled yet. And it weighs on you and it weighs on the company. And for the first time on that topic, I saw eyes get wider and brighter. Because most of us as business leaders have to have a juxtaposed position. If we're especially founders, right, and startup world and entrepreneurs, is like it's deadhead. This is what's going to be the thing, right? So you can see in this example is um, the pivot from that thinking of this is going to be the thing, this opportunity that's that's going to be that's going to be big. And then I'm saying, but. Ooh, What about this? And how are you going to make that work when you haven't solved this? And for the first time in a year, we got traction. Because this CEO wants to take on this opportunity. And I'm in full agreement, like, wow, yes. And think about what that's going to take for you to do. This is going to get worse if you pivot over here.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And this is the core of your business.
0: Right, right
1: so I think it's being able to lean in with folks and and listen and understand uh, what they're up against and the draw to not deal with the thing that's hard, right really deal with it like it's being worked on but not truly dealt with and as soon as we find I'm guilty as well, as soon as we find the next bright shiny thing as we say. Um, mm-hmm this uh, okay so that's probably going to just take care of itself but it won't it yeah. really won't yeah.
0: yeah 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 i you hit pretty close to home with your, what you were just saying you know because we, <laughs> we, we 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 have a partnership you know so we're there's a few of us here so it's not just me making this as you used to be and i wish i would have had a coach that would have you know, helped me uh, through those times when I was chasing the shiny thing because I'm a shiny new thing. I love shiny stuff. It's like, that's one of my too. favorite things in the world. But in part of it, it's like you kind of get bored with what you're doing or you feel like, not even that, you feel like it's running, you know, kind of on auto drive and, uh, you know, and, and you don't have to worry about it so much, but that's when things really go south. Uh, you know, at least they have for me. So what you what you said really hit really close to home and I appreciate that. Now you said yeah, you had- you're You said you had a couple of examples when we were talking earlier. I don't want to like, this is too interesting to cut up. We're almost to the end of our time, but I want to make sure I give you enough time to, uh, you know, tell us, you've got another story for us. Yeah. Um, so I I think the story
1: is really about, um, again, a senior leader that hasn't done any coaching or what I would say the, the inner work of leadership, right. Uh, and, and what that takes. So once you start working with someone where you actually have a confidant, and let me say, I work with leadership teams too. So I uh, have an embedded model that I use. So in this case, I'm working with the whole leadership team. And here's what ends up happening. People might say some of the things that they're observing, um, but a lot of things get unsaid. When well, working with this senior leader, um, I start to become someone that can be trusted, right? And it's careful business because I'm working with everybody. So, mm-hmm. I'm, my, my former life, I was a therapist. So, I'm well trained in knowing how to hold things in confidence, mm-hmm. but take the things that I know in confidence. And it was this client's words strategically, uh, I call it drop breadcrumbs. <clears throat> And I'm able to do that without divulging or, you know, people, I can see people sometimes go like, okay, you you got it. You got a break okay. in you. But I do it in a way that it really can't get tracked back. So when that trust starts to happen, then someone, I can help someone see how they can actually address the things that they're seeing. So in this particular case, it was a senior leader uh, on an executive team. And the CEO uh, having some difficulty, a blind spot. So, without going into any of the detail, working with the senior leader, that's my client, and I'm, you know, the, all the folks on this team, we start talking about the benefit of being really honest and talking about what they need, this senior leader, what that person needs from the CEO. Have you, have you said what you need in this situation? Have you shared what happens when the CEO does that thing that we, we know he does, right? What would it be like? One of the things I love to, to um, pose to clients is what would it be like to be honest, to say you're on that person's side and say clearly why you need what you need from them? And you can just see, right, I can just see people like the, like relaxation in their body often of the relief of someone saying, what would it be like to actually not just give feedback, but in a more intimate way, in a more honest way to share what's going on for you when those kinds of things happen that impact you and your team? Mm. And then light bulbs start to go off, right? Mm -hmm. And then Mm -hmm. we may work for a couple more meetings. We may work, previous example, for a year before there's the moment when it's like, it's undeniable, it's not refutable, I'm not going to try to justify or try to, you know, make it okay anymore because here's what business leaders need to hear. And I say it all the time is what you're telling me in your way of growth for this company. Often the answer is yes. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it takes several conversations to say, I'm thinking, (laughs) I I'm thinking this might be in the way of growth for the whole organization. So see how it ties back. It's our growth here. What we do to grow as leaders is the, the groundbreaking work often for an organization to really grow in the way that they desire. But most of the blocks
0: are in here. Mm-hmm. I agree. That's interesting. I really that's, love what you said. And that's, yeah.
1: and that's transformation, my friend. I mean, like,
0: yeah.
1: like I said, you, you can use business systems, and I know many of them, um, and I'm adept and use many of them. Uh, Teach other people how to use them. It'll take you a distance. But when it stops taking you where you want to go, the only other thing you're going to need to do is what's really going on here. So it's the work I love to do. Thank you for letting me share it. Um, And you can probably tell I'm pretty passionate
0: about it. I, you know, I had a hard time telling if you were passionate about it or not. You didn't smile (laughs) like one time. (laughs) No, it's awesome. You're awesome. Hey, we're getting to the end of the show here. And do you have any final words you'd like to leave our audience with?
1: Yes. Um, part of what I am up to with humankind business leaders, I'm going to go back to something you said earlier, right? That um, old adages that we use about leadership. So one of the radical statements that I'm using to describe what we do at humankind business leaders is this, we are about the mission of changing what it means when people say it came from the top. Mm. From from a negative euphemism to an example of trust and confidence in leadership so that's think about it if if you're a senior leader in your organization what would it be like when people said it came from the top meaning you and it meant like they've given this a lot of thought we've given them input uh they put wheels on it let's go right so what would that be like if it came from the top, actually resonated with people as opposed to the, it came from the top, let's just go do it until they figure yeah, out it's gonna, yeah. not gonna work.
0: So yeah, um, yeah.
1: I, I love to be playful <laughs> as you can tell. And that's one I of my it. playful ways to help senior leaders think think differently.
0: Fantastic. So Beck, when people watch this video or watch this podcast and they realize that they need to get in contact with you so that you can help them, how do they go about doing that?
1: Um, I'm on LinkedIn. I uh, put content out pretty frequently. So, uh, Backside out on LinkedIn. Uh, Humankind Business Leaders also has a page on LinkedIn. And uh, we have a website under development. So, probably by the time this drops, humankindbusinessleaders.com, uh, let us know how we can help. Uh, and we offer free consultation. Uh, one of our values is gratitude and uh, generosity. So, not every conversation is a sales pitch for me.
0: Well, thank you so much for being on the show. You're an awesome guest. Folks, that is our show for today. We're so thrilled that you could join myself and Beck. Uh, Business Breakthroughs is sponsored by Titan Media Works. Uh, Check us out on titanmediaworks.com. That's works spelled W-O-R-X. And also check out all our other great hosts on the Small Business Delivered Network at smallbusinessdelivered.com. Until next time, stay happy. We can't wait to see you again. Take care. Bye-bye.